said, awesome, that there is no one else like Jesus. Amen. He has done awesome things for us. If you have any doubts, just look at the cross and see what he has done for us. And that sums it all. Praise God. Our God is great, greatly to be praised. Amen. This morning, we give him the glory that is due unto his name. Praise God. Shall we look to the scriptures this morning? Acts chapter 9, verse 6. Acts chapter 9, verse 6. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Finney Joshua, would you please read it off for us? Amen. Brother Tams, it's not because you, you read it wrong, but in your version it's not there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. My Father, we give you glory and honor this, this morning. We thank you for the ways that you lead us, guide us. This morning, we look to your face once again. We pray that you would release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of God's word effective. In Jesus' name, we take victory, hallelujah, in the house of God. Every critical spirit, every power that raises itself against the proclamation of the word of God, we bind it in Jesus' name and we take victory victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Praise the Lord. Have you ever asked this question to anyone? Perhaps in our lives, you and I have gone through seasons in our lives where, where someone has come to our aid. And out of gratitude, maybe we have posed this question, what is it, what do you want me to do? Praise God. Hallelujah. Here in this particular portion, we see a rider. Riding on a fast horse, riding with a mission on his mind, riding, riding with a letter of authorization from the highest office from the Jewish world. A man full of zeal, a man full of vigor, a man of purpose. He is riding on his way to fulfill the commission that is at hand. And as the rider is riding, there comes a force, a light from heaven that topples him from the high horse that he rides. He tumbles on the ground and he has an encounter with the Lord and he's posing a question, Lord, what is it? What do you want me to do? Quite amazing how God is able to turn the tables around within a nick of a moment. A moment before Paul Saul was in charge. A moment before Saul was in control. A moment before Saul had the reins of the fastest riding horse in his hand. A moment later, he was down from the horse on the floor. The man who thought that he was in control found that he was not in control. But thank God, that episode in his life 
cost him to give the reins of his life into the hands of the one who can truly control our lives and chart the course of our destiny. Praise God. Paul thought that he was on a mission, but the encounter with the Lord Jesus allowed him to realize and to find the real mission of his life. Praise God. Unless we have an encounter with the Lord Jesus, until then, every mission that we call as a mission, we would find that it's only a waste of time till the one who is known as the way shows us the way, instills the purpose within us, the purpose that he has called you and me out for. Praise God. When Paul poses the question, what do you want me to do? Praise God. It was not a wishful thinking, neither it was a half-hearted statement that he was making, neither was it a sentiment born out of a unique encounter with the Lord of the universe, but it's a description of a continuing attitude that Paul had that you see that it was manifested throughout his lifetime. Quite often, we see people who profess to know Christ. They make statements, but they do not follow through. But Paul was a different man. What he said, he meant. In other words, he was a man who walked the talk. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. It is very interesting to see that this is one of the first recorded statement of Paul who was converted, praise God, who had a real encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. And throughout the scriptures we will see that this was a model of his life in every corners, every crossroads of his life, Paul would pass this question perhaps to himself, to the Lord, what do you want me to do? Praise God. We are constantly bombarded with sounds around us. We are constantly bombarded with voices. We are constantly bombarded with suggestions, with advices, with counsels from people who are around us, from the world around us, from people who mean good to us. But quite often what is needed is that we look to the Lord that we had an encounter with and ask him what do you want me to do? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. In every seasons of our lives, in every crossroads of our lives, praise God. And whether you're making inroads or whether God has called you to be a trailblazer, it is always important that you pause and ask, what do you want me to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Paul's question is appropriate. Praise God. For each of us, regardless of which generation people live in, it is something that we all need to ask in every seasons of our lives. In fact, we can relate to this question. Lord, what do you want me to do. Praise God. The question, Lord, what do you want me to do? It's posed to who? It's posed to the one that he had an encounter with. Praise God. It shows, as he shows Paul acknowledging the lordship of Jesus upon his life. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. The Lordship of Jesus upon his life. Amen. If Jesus is the Lord of our life, if Jesus is the Lord of our lives, you and I have to ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do? Praise God. Today we use the word Lord very casually. If it is in the British culture, we know that there are lords over there. Praise God. But when Paul is writing in that culture, Lord was not a casual word that was used. Lord was a title of respect. Lord was a title that showed authority, that showed respect. Lord was a dignified position and the slaves would call their master Lord. But more than any of these things, from the biblical perspective, the word kurios is used to translate, is translated in Greek. Kurios meaning the Lord. As it is seen throughout the Old Testament, Paul taking that into consideration, he looks at the risen, resurrected Savior whom he thought, whom he contended, whom he argued was dead was just a deceiver acknowledging the resurrected savior that appeared to him on the road of Damascus he is saying Lord you are the curious you should tell me what is it that you want me to do hallelujah praise God there are many lords in this world there have been in the past many lords in this world. But let me tell you, there is no Lord like Jesus the Lord. Praise God. There is no Lord like Jesus the Lord. Praise God. I don't know how much Paul comprehended the Lordship of Jesus or how far and how wide at that moment he had a revelation but he realized that the one that stood before him, the one that talked to him through that blinding light was the Lord and he acknowledged the Lordship of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus is Lord. Those who were part of this church in the inception of this church, when we moved into this place, we know that we had a caption up there. And it said, Jesus is Lord. Praise God. Jesus is Lord. And throughout the scripture, we see how unique Jesus the Lord is. The lords of this earth, they had their lordship. It was confined to a group of people. It was confined to a space. It was confined to a geographical location. It was confined to their domain, wherever they were. It was confined to the time that they lived. But Jesus the Lord, praise God, his lordship is not confined to time. His lordship is not confined to space. His lordship is not confined to any one particular group of people. His lordship is not confined to any one domain. He is the Lord of all. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Regardless of what domain it is in. During the earthly ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, the lordship of Jesus was manifested, was acknowledged, was recognized and responded in different domain. Praise God. Hallelujah. It was recognized and responded in the animal kingdom. Praise God. When Jesus was, was tempted in the wilderness, the Bible says, He was with thee. He was with thee. Huh? With friends, with disciples, with wild beasts. Praise God. Hallelujah. No harm to him. 
Praise God. You want to see how the animal kingdom recognized and responded to the lordship of Jesus. Jesus rode on a colt which was never ever ridden before. You know anybody who knows about horses, anybody who knows about colts, you know, you have to what they call as break in the animal. In other words, you have to tame an animal for it to carry a passenger on it. You cannot just simply get on a back of an animal which is not tamed, which is not broken in, which is not trained in. But the Bible says they brought a colt which was never ever ridden before. But the colt did not need it to be trained. The colt did not need it to be tamed. The colt did not need it to be broken in. For the colt gave room to the Lord of the universe. Jesus exercised his lordship in the animal kingdom that the animals realize that he is the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Not only in the animal kingdom, the Bible says that what? Praise God. Even in the nature, nature what? Acknowledged the lordship of Jesus. When Jesus stood up and he rebuked the wind and the waves, the wind said, who are you? Did the wind say, who are you? No. The Bible says, the winds and the waves it's subdued. It calmed down because the Lord of the universe was speaking. They recognized and they responded to the Lordship. Hallelujah. Praise God. It is not only confined to the animal kingdom. It is not only confined to nature. But even the Bible says that demons, they recognized him. Praise God. Even though they tried and they cried, they recognized him and they subdued or they submitted himself to the voice of the Lord. The demons, they shivered and they said, have you come to trouble us before our time? But when Jesus gave a word of command, they left the scene. The Lordship of Jesus over even the demon kingdom. Praise God. Isn't that interesting? Praise God. But when we look at the scripture, it's interesting to see that Jesus accepted the title Lord as it was conferred onto him by his disciples. As it is written in John chapter 13 verse 13, you call me Master and Lord, and you say so well, for so I am. When they called him Master and Lord, Jesus did not say, oh, please don't call me Master and Lord. No, yes, Jesus was meek, hallelujah. Jesus was humble, but Jesus knew his position and his authority. When they called him Master and Lord, he said, yes, what you are calling is right. I am the Lord. I am the Master. Praise God. But it's very interesting to see that there are occasions when Jesus rebuked his disciples because they did call him Lord with their mouth but would not submit to him as it is recorded in Luke 6:46 and why do you call me Lord Lord and do not do the things which I say in other words Jesus is saying listen you do call me Lord and I am Lord. But if you do call me Lord, if you do acknowledge that I'm Lord, then I expect you to what? To heed to my commands. Praise God. He is Lord. He is Lord. It's a good song to sing 
But when we sing without acknowledging the Lordship of Jesus, when we sing without submitting ourselves to his rule and reign in our lives, when we do not give ourselves into his domain, then the question that he's asking is, why do you call me Lord if you're not willing to abide by my command? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, Saul or Paul started his Christian life by acknowledging the lordship of Jesus. Now listen to me carefully. The man who acknowledged the lordship of Jesus personally in his life had a revelation of the exalted lordship of Jesus. Listen. The revelation of the lordship of Jesus. The spear of his lordship the scope of his lordship, the dimensions of his lordships, the, the coverage of his lordship was revealed to the man who acknowledged the lordship of Jesus in his personal life. It's very important to understand this. Paul writing to the Philippians he talks about the humility of Christ and how Christ is exalted. And he goes like this, and God has exalted him and given him a name, which is about all of the name, that at the name of Jesus, everything in heaven, everything on earth, everything under the earth should bow down and confess that Jesus is Christ, Jesus is Lord for the glory of God the Father. You cannot have a revelation. Praise God in its fullness in your personal life about the Lordship of Jesus unless you have given him the Lordship of in your heart in your life in yourself. Hallelujah. How often we want Jesus to exercise his Lordship in the areas of our lives that we are struggling Listen, when we struggle with something, we want Jesus to, ex to exercise his lordship over the issues that we have. In other words, we tell just like the disciples did, Lord, calm the storms, calm the sea. Don't you care that we are going to perish? In other words, we want Christ to exercise his authority and his power in the arenas of challenges that we face in our lives. But the Lord is saying, praise God, allow me to be the Lord of your personal life. Allow me to be the king of your heart, king of your life. Dethrone the self of your throne and allow Jesus to be enthroned on your life and allow him then you will see the manifestation of the Lordship of Jesus in every arena of our lives. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Paul says, or Saul says, Lord, what do you want me to do? Everyone who had a genuine born-again experience, a genuine encounter with the Lord would realize without any prompting, without anyone coercing, that the Lord expects something from them. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, 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 the Lord expects something from us. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then expectation is not just 
dress up, look good, look smart, handsome, beautiful, and come in the church. No, 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 no. It's much more than that. And tonight, it is, this morning, it is my prayer that before you walk out of this place, uh, you will tell the Lord, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Praise God. If he has saved you, if he has redeemed you, if he has plucked you out of darkness and he has assured you into marvelous light, there is a purpose to life. There is a mission to life. And if you are going on with life carelessly without giving a thought for the purpose of your life, I want to tell you this morning that God has a high and a holy plan and a purpose for you. For my Bible tells me. He has called me with a high calling. He has called me with a holy calling. He has called me with a heavenly calling. And if he has called me, there is a purpose. There is a mission. There is an agenda. And you and I ought to ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. It is not only acknowledging the Lordship of Jesus. He was expressing his desire as he surrenders his heart to the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. This morning as we were singing, the Lord was ministering to me through that song. Praise God. And the voice from our heart will say what? Praise God. I love God. Quite often, we just want it. It's, it's, it. It ought to be more than lip service. It has to come from a heart. Not only praise God, not only just singing, I love you, but it ought to be an expression. It ought to be an attitude. It ought to be a lifestyle. It ought to be an action. Lord, I love you. Praise God. When Paul asked that question, he was not among the thousands. He was not given a stage and a microphone in his hand. But somewhere at the doorway of Damascus, perhaps surrounded with a handful of his associates and aides who could not understand what was going on. It was a one-on-one -on -one connection with the creator and the creature, with the man and God, with the disciple and the master, one heart speaking into the other heart saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? Folks, we don't ask that question because someone is prompting us. We do not ask that question because of an assignment at hand. We ask because there is a connection that is being established between the Savior and the one that is saved, between the Redeemer and the redeemed. Oh, there is a connection. Hallelujah. There is a regeneration experience. We were dead in our trespasses and in our sins. He has quickened us up. He has raised us up. He has made us to sit in heavenly places. When that spirit within me that was dead was not responding to my God, it became alive. When the life of Christ was implanted into me. Oh, that newborn babe within me cried out to my Father in heaven saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? Praise God. Hallelujah. May that be your driving passion when you minister, when you minister to two, when you minister to 200, when you minister to 2,000. Let that be a driving passion when you're given an opportunity to sing praises of him regardless of what that setting is. Nay, when you are by yourself, all alone in your bedroom, all alone in your lobby, may you sing out of the heart full of gratitude, a love song to Jesus. Ah, 
Praise God. May our service be born out of a love to Jesus. May our ministry be born out of love to Jesus. May our good works be born out of that life that has been instilled within me. Oh, Paul writing to the Ephesians says, praise God, he has saved us. Hallelujah. For by grace are he saved through faith. And that not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. For we are God's workmanship. Created for what? Praise God. Good works which he. Good works which he has what? Man, he has already prepared. Amen. Do you know when it is initiated? What has been prepared? What has been planned? What has been purposed for you? Do you know when it is initiated? Praise God. When you say, Lord, why did you allow me to do Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. What do you want me to do? Hallelujah. I want to tell you, praise God, what he has prepared, what he has ordained for you, what he has custom cut out work, ministry, good deed, service for you. No power of hell, whether it is direct or empowering man can stop it because he, the Lord of all, has ordained it for you. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, my Father. as human beings we have the habit of comparing ourselves to someone else we always want to be somebody else we always want to be somebody else that's because two things one we don't understand our God praise God you know since we don't understand about our God, we think that every one of us are like that cookie cutter, praise God, mold. We want everyone to be in that mold. We want to be like him. He wants to be my, like me. And on and on and on. But when you realize who our God is, who is he? Don't look too far. Look here. Look at your thumb. Look at your thumbprint and you will find that you are unique, special. If God took the time to make you unique, he has a unique purpose for you. You don't have to be like me. I don't have to be like you. Praise God. God has a purpose for me, my, and he has put it on my fingertips so that I can look at it and see, Lord, if the linings on my finger are unique, don't you think the plans for me? Look at the snowflakes. They say there is no snowflake that is the same like the other. We don't even care about it. If that's how our Lord is, you and I are so unique. Praise God. Hallelujah. So quit worrying about becoming like someone. Praise God. You are unique, man. You are unique, my sister. Hallelujah. If you are jumping more than anybody else because he got a spring under you, you jump, man. When you worship, when you praise him, if you go berserk according to, that, according to the people of the world, 
go ahead. God has done something in you. That's your unique way of expressing gratitude to God. I don't want to be like someone else. I want to be by myself, like myself, the way he has created me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Find contentment in what Christ has done for you. Where Christ has placed you. Praise God. I cannot finish the sermon. I'm going to continue next week. But I want to make a conclusion here before I move forward next week. Hallelujah. King Henry III of Bavaria in the 11th century got fed up and tired being the king of Bavaria with the pressures in the court with the complaint of his subjects with the problem that they posed day after day the man was waxed in the spirit and he wanted to call it off not an average person but the king he went to the local monastery talked to the chief prior Richard and told him listen I'm gonna give up my throne I'm gonna come into your monastery I want to work by your side please take me in Richard prior Richard was a very wise monk looked at him and said I don't think you can do this this takes you know we take the pledge of obedience once we take the pledge of obedience we have to obey whatever the command is given the king said I am willing I am willing to take the pledge of allegiance I am willing to be led by you as Jesus leads you Richard looked at him and said O king if you are willing to do so, I want you to be obedient. Go back to your throne and rule this nation. The thing, the king thought for a moment, realizing what was told him, he decided that he will go back to his throne and continue to rule his people. It is said when he died, Praise God. It was said about the King Henry III. When he died, this is what they wrote about him. He ruled well because he was obedient. Praise God. Maybe you got tired with that assignment at your workplace. Maybe you got tired with that job with being a single parent perhaps by being a father who has children who don't listen by the by the the pressures of being a mother day after day maybe you got tired become being a teacher don't seeing the results that you desire to see in your students Maybe you are in a leadership role in the house of God and you don't see the results that you've been dreaming about and you want to call it quits. When you have that thought, remember, if God has placed you there, praise God, He will give you the grace to carry on so that one day a generation can look back and say, he ministered well. He served well. He taught well. He parented well. It was a role model family. Praise God. Paul had, if there was anyone, Paul had all the reasons to call, call it quit. But he never called it quit. To the point that standing before King Agrippa, he said, Oh, King Agrippa, I was never 
disobedient to that heavenly vision. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you tired? Are you ready to give up? Praise God. Ask Him. What do you want me to do? He will initiate it for you. And as you walk in the plan and the purpose of God, praise God, you will find contentment. You will find joy. I'm not saying there will be absence of pressure. That there will be absence of pain. There will be no challenges or hurdles. Amidst the challenges and the hurdles of life. You will find being optimized. Being used where God has placed you. Within the circle of his divine will and purpose. You will find yourself flourishing, blooming and blossoming. Praise God because you started your journey by asking the question, Lord, what do you want me to do? All eyes closed. Hallelujah. God willing, we will continue the sermon. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, No mission is a mission. Praise God. Unless you're missioned by Him. Unless you're commissioned by Him. Praise God. In the realm of the Christian God. In the realm of the domain of Christ. Praise God. He wants you and I to come to that place. Asking Him, what is it that you want to do. And as you walk obediently in His path, you become a source of inspiration, of encouragement, of strength. You become the model that God wants you to model. You, he wants you to become the trophy of God's grace. Everyone to your feet, please. We're going to sing a song. As we sing a song, let the Spirit in you speak to the Father of the Spirit. Let sons and daughters speak from their heart to their Father, to their Savior, to their Redeemer. Ask Him. Praise God. Lord, what do you want me to do? But before that, have you given Him the Lordship of your life? If you have given Him the Lordship of your life, do ask. If not, He wants you to experience him as your Savior, as the Lord of your life. Praise God. As we sing, speak to Him, talk to Him, converse with Him, come to a place of commitment wherever you are seated. Don't allow the moment to pass by. Allow the Spirit of God to minister to you this morning. Yes.
acknowledge the Lordship of Jesus in my life. crossroads of their lives trying to make decisions maybe about their career maybe about their vocation maybe about their life partners maybe about their ventures maybe about their endeavors maybe about ministry opportunity help them to push and ask the redeemer Lord what do you want Lord, I pray that it will not become a cliche, but it will come out from a heart. Uh, may our life and the legacy that we leave behind prove as a testament to the coming generation that we lived up to the calling that God placed. We bless God's people in the name of Jesus. 
May your blessings and your grace abound upon your people. May they go from strength to strength, from power to power, from victory to victory, from grace to grace, from glory to glory, to the destiny that God has ordained for us. You have called us to be more than conquerors, and that is what we are, and that is what we shall. We pray that your blessings and grace rest upon your people. In Jesus' name.